Welcome to the Generations Church podcast. This is Brian Nugent, and I'm the pastor at Generations Church. Thanks for listening today. We hope this message is an encouragement and blessing to your life. For more information about Generations Church and its ministries, check out our webpage at gctlh.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Our theme uh, for our, our series is Psalms 27.8 that says, My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, will I seek. So his heart is going, man, there's a hunger for God in my heart. There's a hunger for God in my heart. And then he's kind of talking to himself. He acknowledges that hunger in his heart. And then he says, uh, your face, Lord, will I seek. Okay, so there's a hunger there, and he's responding. There's some things that I'm going to do, and I'm going to seek your face. So our, our theme is Coram Deo. Uh, it's a, kind of a Latin term uh, that means face-to-face with God. Face-to-face with God. It literally means something happening in the presence of God or before the face of God. So we want to encourage that kind of experience And you know, as we're doing this this season of prayer and fasting, we are created for face to face encounters with God. We're created for them. In the Old Testament, generally they came through the you know the king, the prophet, and the priest. That's how God kind of interacted generally. But man, we are created for God encounters. It was Jacob that literally wrestled with God over some needs in his life. He grabbed the Lord and he wrestled with him all night. It was Moses that came to the Lord and said, hey, I want to see your glory. And the Lord said to Moses, stand back here because the Lord is about to pass by. So, We want to encourage you to have an encounter with God, a face-to-face encounter with God. But you have to put yourself in position for that particular encounter, okay? you got to position yourself well. So early in my ministry, I guess I was 23, 24, and I just felt like God was calling me to a time of seeking, and for my own personal life, my youth ministry, just I just seemed stuck. That was the word that I, I just had. I just felt stuck. So I, I had an invitation to go to New Mexico. It was, a, uh, it was an Indian reservation, and a missionary called me and said, hey, would you come, you know, like do us a revival there? And I said, you know, sure, I'll do that. Sometimes I took teams, but this time... I really needed a time for my own self. And the missionary, you know, their house, you know, was kind of at the bottom of the hill. And the church was on top of the hill. And, and every day, I mean, I didn't go sightseeing. They only had one channel, you know, of TV, you know, with the antenna, you know, with aluminum foil on it. Some of you have no idea what that is. You know, uh, but, but every day, once I got out there, man, I would just, I would just go and... As soon as I got up, I would just walk up the hill to that church and I would just seek God and I would just read God's Word and it was just an extended time of, of doing that Monday. I mean, it would be hours. I'd get myself ready. We'd have church at, church at night. The next day, I would get up because I felt like God was calling me to a season of seeking. And I want to tell you something. God will do that. 
I said you got to position yourself sometimes for that face-to-face encounter, but there are times that God draws you. And so I was just kind of responding to that. And every day I would go up that hill and I would just pray and call out to the Lord, God, I need to see your hand in my in my ministry. It's just stuck. My own life, it's just stuck. And on day four, the missionary's wife said, Hey, I think we need to add fasting. To this, which I was like, you know, there's no TV, there's no sightseeing. I mean, you know, really, I mean, I, I did, I said okay with my mouth, but in my heart, I thought, you know, if she leaves a cupcake out, I'm all over it. You know, I'm just, I'm doing my fasting as a courtesy. So we we go to bed that night. We wake up the next morning. We go go in the kitchen, and we can't get the refrigerator open. The door had frozen shut overnight, okay? The, the, the missionary, he's got his tools and trying to get the door open. And I just want to tell you something. If you feel like you're supposed to be fasting, but you're going to rebel against that and your refrigerator door won't open the next morning, that's God's sign, okay? So I just said, you know what? I'm good. I, I'm good. And we just started to fast and we just started to pray because there are times that a 10-minute devotion is not what God wants. There are times when the Lord says, hey, I, I need some time. I need you to pray and seek and make this a priority out of your life. And I, I did that. And I, I, came, I came back home and I had, I had really sought the Lord and I was coerced into fasting. I don't know if I got any credit for that. You know, when the refrigerator's shut, there's no food. So, you know, what are you going to do? You know, but I want to tell you something. If you ask me, what was the greatest move of God? What's the greatest way that you ever saw God move? I would tell you, within the next month, I just saw God starting doing some unbelievable things in my own life and in my own ministry. I mean, we, we, we doubled. I mean, just doubled in, a, in about three months. I mean, just, we were, we were having 75, 80 kids on a Wednesday night out of a church that ran about 110. I, I, could, I was stunned. I could not believe it. I walked downstairs one night, and there's an 18-year-old guy. He's got a big cowboy hat, cowboy boots, got a big Texas belt buckle on. And I said, hey, what's your name? He said, my name's John. I said, John, what brought you here? He said, I have no idea. He said, I'm going to be honest with you. I went to get beer, and for some reason, I pulled in your parking lot, and I'm sitting in church. And I want to tell you, John got saved that night. God, God just started moving. Now, listen, listen to me. Listen to me. I don't want you to go, well, if I do that, then I'll get this. Listen to me. Because God is sovereign. His timing is different for everything. So I don't want you to go, if I do that, then I'll get this. But I do know this, that we need to be people that seek and pray. And when we do that, God will honor that season of seeking and praying. And if you want to have a face-to-face encounter with God, you've got to position yourself and put yourself in, in in that particular place. Now listen, we have become accustomed to witnessing the face-to-face encounters of other people. We become accustomed to being the eyewitness. It's kind of like like Peter and James and John, when they were going, Jesus said, come to the Mount of Transfiguration. Come up, come to the mountain with us. And they go to the mountain, and when they do, they see God's glory. 
They see Moses, Elijah, they hear the voice of God. They're in this powerful spiritual experience. And all Peter can say when it's over with is, should I build a few tents so that we can eat? I mean, is that, that's all he got out of that moment. And we become accustomed sometimes to witnessing the face-to-face encounters with others. I want to tell you something. I don't mind hearing the testimony of other people and I'll rejoice with them. But I want to share my own testimony. I don't mind reading the devotions of other people because that's how God you know, spoke to them. But I want to tell you, I want to write my own thing of what God has said to me. I don't mind giving, giving praise and rejoicing for answered prayers of other people. But I want to tell you, I want my own answered prayer. I don't mind rejoicing at the miracles of other people. But I want to tell you, I'm ready for my own miracle to happen in our life and too often our encounters with God are way in our distance distant path. But I want to tell you something. God is positioning us and I think it's a time that we can have a fresh experience and a fresh encounter. And I think the Lord is saying to the church like He said to Moses, stand back because the Lord is about to pass by. We serve the living God. We are created for His presence. We are created for an audience with Him. So I don't want you to think that's just for someone else. I'm just telling you that's for you as well. That's for you as well. So this morning, I want to look at face-to-face encounters with God through God's Word. Okay? Face-to-face encounters through God's Word. All right? Second Chronicles 34. I want to read the story of Josiah. I want you to see how this young man who loved God, there was, a, there was an impact of God's word upon his life. Verse 34, chapter 34, it says, Josiah was eight years old when he became king. And he reigned in Jerusalem 31 years. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and followed the ways of his father, his father David, not turning aside to the right or the left. In the eighth year of his reign, so this would be he was about 16 years old. While he was still young, he began to seek the God of his father, David. Now listen to me. I don't want to just talk to high school and college age and young adults. I gave 20 years of my adult life for student ministry. I don't regret it. I loved every moment. I loved most every moment. Okay, lock-ins, you know. You, you pull the van up, they haven't called their mother, you know, that kind of stuff. You get, your, you get your yard rolled. That kind of stuff I leave behind, all right? But I just feel like once you love a student, you always love a student. And I want to say we got some great students in this church. We got some great middle school and high school. We got some great college-age young adults and older young adults. And you can look at the world now and you can see that demographic that's doing some crazy things. But I just want to tell you that in the house of the Lord, God is forming the hearts of young people. Hey, would you give our students a hand this morning? We love you. We are proud. We are proud of you. But I just want to mention this. I mentioned it the other week. But very early in his life, he began to seek the Lord. Okay? So he started not going from the right or the left because he's kind of raised that way. But then when he got a little older, something else kicks in and he begins to seek 
the Lord. Okay, this becomes, it's not his parents that are forcing this. This is something that he's doing on his own. And I want to say to every, every student, you know, in the next, you know, uh, four to eight years or, or, or less, and you've got some of the most important decisions that you need to make in your life, and you need God's, God's help and God's will. And I want to tell you, this is a time for you to begin to seek the Lord. This is the time that you begin to step out of the shadows of your parents and uh, you know, even, even of your, your spiritual encouragement there and begin to walk you know, begin to walk on your own. You're going to need God's guidance, you know, and direction for your vocation and your relationships and all of that. And God wants to use you in this time as well. God wants to use you and do something deep in your heart. So I don't want you to think this is for another season of my life. I'm telling you this is a now season. This is a now season for you. And if I could say anything there's any spiritual discipline, man, I could encourage you. It is just your regular devotional time with the Lord. Learn to do that. Learn to find a few minutes regularly throughout the, the week to pray and worship and seek God's face. And I promise it will carry you, you know, in a great way. So, man, he, he didn't turn from the left to the right. And then he begins to seek the Lord. And keep, keep reading. In the 12th year, okay, so he's about 20. He began to purge Judah and Jerusalem or the high places. Uh, under his direction, the altars of the Baals were torn down. He cut to pieces the incense altars that were above them. He smashed the Asheroth poles. He broke into pieces and scattered over the graves those to it that had sacrificed to them. I mean, wow! He really, he really took this thing seriously. He was very... He was very passionate. Can I just speak to us all for a moment? There, there are times that we begin well early and that for some reason, I want to use the same word that I used a minute ago. We get a little stuck. We get a little, you know, in the routine. We start well. We start passionately in our walk with the Lord, but we get stuck. We get in the routine. We start you know, falling into the temptation of just showing up and going through, <clears throat> going through the motions. We're not doing anything bad in our spiritual life, but we're not doing anything good either. We're not committing any great sin, but we're not bearing any great fruit as well. And we look back and a heart that once was filled with the power and the presence of God is now reduced to being old wineskins. We look back sometimes and we see a spiritual life that was once healthy and life-giving and now it is atrophied and decayed and actually it has become dry bones. Maybe you feel that way. Maybe you feel a little stuck. Maybe you feel in a little root. Routine. I want you to know, God, God has an encounter with you, man, that can put you back on track again. Sometimes we just start going through the motions of serving God, but I think there is a season that God says, man, I want to rekindle that fire. I want to rekindle that flame, a passion that you used to have and you used to walk through. I want to restore back to your life. I feel like sometimes we've lost the wow of our service to God. 
the, the excitement and the passion. I feel like sometimes we've lost the wonder of healings and miracles and face-to-face encounters. I feel like sometimes we've lost the hunger of praying and seeking and thirsting after God. And I want to say, man, if you feel a little stuck, if you feel a little in a routine, if you feel like there's very little fruit going on in your life, I promise you, the Lord, if you'll reach out to Him, the Lord can restore the, the passion and the excitement and the joy that you have in serving Him. I promise you, He can do that. So, let's go in the story. So, Josiah was young. He didn't walk to the left or the right. He began to seek the Lord on his own. Man, he really began to purge things. And while he was king, so let me tell you this story, he wanted to do some construction. Okay, He wanted to build some things in Jerusalem. So, he tells his assistants... Uh, he tells his assistants, Hilkiah and Shaphan, hey, I want you to go to the treasury, and I want you to bring the money out, okay? I want you to bring the money out because we want to start paying these people to do this construction, okay? So, they go to the treasury, they bring back the money for this construction project, but they bring back something else, and I want to start reading out of verse 14. Look at this. While they were bringing out the money that had been taken to the temple of the Lord, Hilkiah the priest found the book of the law of the Lord that had been given through Moses. So probably Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Probably he had those five books. So he brings the money, but he goes, look what else I found. Hilkiah said to Shaphan the secretary, I have found the book of the law in the temple of the Lord. And when Shaphan read from it, in the, and Shaphan read from it in the presence of the king, verse nineteen, the king heard the words of the law, and he tore his robes, and he gave these orders to Hilkiah and Shaphan and Asiah, the king's attendant. He said, "Go inquire of the Lord for me and for the remnant of Israel." and Judah about what has been written in this book that has been found. Great is the Lord's anger that is poured out upon us because those who have gone before us have not kept the word of the Lord and they have not acted in accordance with all that is written in this book. So this is a different era. You know, we have Bibles everywhere, okay? Back then, there was no Bible, not a real church system, you know, so it was just different that he just kind of stumbled, you know, upon this, this book of the Lord. There was no printing, you know, it wasn't, you know, it, just, it was just completely different. But this was the first time that he ever heard the word of the Lord. It's the first time he's doing everything he can, you know, just, just trying to do the right just trying to do the right thing, going through maybe oral tradition of his, uh, of his fathers. This, but this was the first time that he ever heard the word of the Lord. And you can see the reaction that he has. Listen, 
There is a place in the lives of believers for God's Word, okay? You can only go so far with zeal and enthusiasm and determination. But there comes a point in time that you need God's Word in your life. Now, sometimes we've heard it so much that it does not move us anymore we've heard these truths but I'm but I, but I'm telling you there there's a there there is a place in the life of believers for God's word listen to me this is not a historical book this is a transformational book if we will give it the opportunity so I want to say read the bible read the stories of the bible see the promises Learn from the letters. Watch the prophecies grow from its wisdom. Worship to its songs. Be guided by its laws. What did Jesus say about this book? Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. There is a life-giving quality to the Word of the Lord if we will read it on a regular basis. When Jesus left the people on the road to Emmaus, do you remember what they said? Were our hearts not burning within us while He talked with us on the road and He opened the Scriptures to us. I want to remind you again, it's not a historical book. It is a transformational book. God breathed, God inspired, and man, it'll change your life if you'll give it, if you'll give it the opportunity. So listen, we're at the very beginning of the year, okay? Pretty much. Let's commit ourselves to regular reading of God's word. Can we do that? Can we do that? Let's commit ourselves to regular reading of God's Word. Let's regularly read God's Word and allow it to transform our lives. Let's regularly, regularly. Sometimes when you read that transformation is immediate, like Josiah. What he, what he read, man, there was an instant an instant change in his life. I don't know if you've ever had that experience or that moment when you read something and man, God breathed the Holy Spirit on that word and you knew that moment was for you. That, that word was for you. So sometimes it's immediate. Most of the time it's a seed that, that kind of plants itself in our heart and that bears fruit over time. Okay, But there's always benefit when we read the Word of the Lord. My daughter, Kelsey, she started, Dad, I'm going to read the Bible in a year. I got the Bible app. All right, so I'm going to, it's my New Year's resolution, okay? I said, Kelsey, that's, that's great. That's great. Day four. Dad, I've already missed two days, okay? You know, I said, that's okay. It's okay, you know? Just, just pick back up. That's what happens sometimes. People they start reading and they miss a day or two and then they just stop. You know, don't, don't do that. I just want to encourage you. Regularly read God's Word. If you came to me and said at the end of the year, hey, I signed up to read the Bible in a year, but I only read three-fourths of it. Do you know how happy that would make me? You might even get a meal out of me on that. So I'm just saying, I'm just saying, regularly Read God's Word and allow it to transform, allow it to transform your life, all right? 
What do I read? If you're new, if you're new to the Bible, you're new to faith, where do I start? Okay, can I just, you know, uh, make a few suggestions? Number one, man, you can just pray. You can ask the Lord, you know, maybe the Holy Spirit may direct you or something or, or what interests you. Is there something that's really inspiring some curiosity? But outside of that, I would say, I would, I would give you four options. Number one, the Gospel of Mark. I say start there. It's the shortest reading of the life of Jesus. I say the book of Acts. You can see the work, the development of the church and the Holy Spirit has a lot of great stories. Both of those are narrative. I would say the book of Ephesians. It talks spiritual, but it also talks practical. It's only six chapters. And then I would say the, the, uh, the book of James. It's four Four chapters, four or five chapters. So I would just say, man, if you're new, if you're not sure where to read, then I say start with those four. You get through with those four, come back and see me, all right? A suggestion while you read, listen to audio of Scriptures being read, okay? Listen to audio of Scripture being read. So I I do that. So when I'm reading my Bible, I'll click on the Bible app, and I just have the other person. That's just a suggestion. It It just helps me kind of slow down and and process things, or, you know, read it aloud to yourself. Sometimes when we read, we read really quick, you know, but this kind of slows me down, and so that, that's just a, uh, just a suggestion. Find a Bible with study notes in it, all right? Read what other people are thinking about what you are reading. It can expand and help you kind of, you know, kind of understand. Now, most Bible apps don't have that. That's why you need to find a good you know, a good study Bible. I can recommend some of those if you, you know, if you, uh, if you need one. Uh, underline, highlight, and write notes in your Bible digitally. Whether I read it at my desk, whether I read it on my phone, I'm the note guy. I'm the highlight guy because I feel like if something got my attention, if God spoke something to me, it might be worth me jotting it down, writing it down, underlining it. Okay. And then there are times when I go back, man, I just read some of those things that, that were underlined. So, so do it. Study with others. I mean, there are different ways. There are version studies that we participated in. There are text groups that you can do. Bible study is always better when you do it with other people. we got connect groups that, that are coming up. What a great way to study and meet people. And I want to tell you about a connect group. It's not just about the leader. But man, there are other people that are chiming in things that they have learned. And man, this collective discipleship is really important. So study, you know, study with others. Think, study, think, research, and reflect. So when you read, man, if there's a word you don't understand, look it up. If there's a concept you don't understand, text Pastor Josh. 24 hours, he's our in-house scholar there. He'll let you know what's going on. I'm just saying though, sometimes there's value in digging. Sometimes we just read over something because it's my chapter of the day, but we don't really take a moment and dive down. And if all you're doing is the chapter of the day, I'll take it. But when you stop and pull out the shovel and dig, I'm telling you, there's some value and some treasure down, down deep when you, you know, when you dig. So words, concepts, study. And then, and then this myth, okay? The Bible is difficult to understand. The Bible is difficult to understand. I want to remind you that most of the Bible was written by people with no formal education. Okay? 
So there is nothing in the Bible that you can't grasp if you'll just give a little effort and, and, and uh, if, you, if you try hard enough, okay? So I want to encourage you. Let's, let's be people of the Word, all right? Listen, I think we are too dependent on preaching, podcast, and devotionals of other people, okay? Those are secondary ways to be a blessing that you can grow. It is not to be the only and primary way, even though there is some value to that, okay? I think we're too dependent on that. We need to have face-to-face encounters with God through God's Word, all right? Let's finish the story. They bring him the book. They bring Josiah the book. Verse 29, the king called together all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem. He went up to the temple of the Lord with the people of Judah, the inhabitants of Jerusalem. All the people, from the least to the greatest, he read in their hearing the words of the book of the covenant. Can you imagine that? Hey, I want you to stand there. I'm fixing to run through Genesis through Deuteronomy. Just hang there for a moment. But he was like... This is such a powerful thing. I want everybody to hear these words. They had not known God's word, so he reads it to them. Verse 31, the king stood by the pillar. He renewed the covenant in the presence of the Lord to follow the Lord, keep His commands, statutes, decrees with all of His heart, all of His soul, to obey the words of the covenant written in this book. And as long as He lived, they did not fail to follow the Lord, the God of their ancestors. Okay, Because I told you, this is not just a historical book. This is a transformational book if we will give it that opportunity. Let's read God's Word. It's better than visions, more reliable than emotions, greater than miracles, more trustworthy than personal experience, stronger than religious tradition. The law of the Lord is perfect, the psalmist says, refreshing the soul. There's something about when you read God's Word, there's a refreshing that comes from the Lord when you read the pages of this book. Worship team, you can come. Do you want to know God better? Do you want to hear from God? I say, read the Bible. Read and study the Bible. There is no other plan for spiritual health in your life. Man shall not live by bread alone, Jesus said, but by every word that is given from the mouth of God, the life-giving quality of the word of the Lord. Now let me say, God's word isn't something, something that just lays in these pages. It is active and it is alive. And it will impact your life. It's got promises in there that you can stand on regardless of what happens in your life. There are promises there, man, that they will never let you down. One of them, Jeremiah 1, 12. It says, I'm watching 
to see that my word is fulfilled. What? What? God's saying, I'm watching over this word to see the fruit of this word, to see the promises of this word are fulfilled. Isaiah 55, look at this. As rain and snow come down from heaven and make the earth bud and yield, so is my word that goes from my mouth. It will not return empty. He said, I'm just not putting something on the page just for the fun of it. He said, I've got some promises. And those promises, I'm, I'm watching to see if they, if they will bear fruit because my word does not return empty. He uses the term when I put that seed in the ground through God's word. There'll be fruit that comes from God's word. So I want to say to you this morning, read the word of the Lord. Declare the word of the Lord. Confess the word of the Lord. Shout the word of the Lord. Believe the word of the Lord. Pray the word of the Lord. That vision, that vision of those dry bones. God said, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. It's not just wasted ink on a paper. It's the life-giving, life-breathing, life-giving Word of God that springs forth out of our life. So this morning, in a moment, they're going to put promises on God's Word and we're on the screen. And we're going to pray those promises. His Word doesn't return empty. He said, I'm just not giving it I just that for something to do, but there is a fruit that is born for those that will stand upon the Word of God. Right. You ready? You ready? Would you stand? Would you stand with me this morning? Thank you, Lord. Now, the very first thing we're going to do, very first thing we're going to do is we're going to renew our commitment to the Word of the Lord. Okay? I want to read you that the king stood by the pillar when he was reading the book. And he renewed the covenant in the presence of the Lord. Okay? We're renewing ourselves, recommitting ourselves to follow the Lord, his commands, his statutes, and his decrees with all of his heart, soul, and to obey the words of the covenant written in this book. Okay? So that's the very first thing I want us to do this morning. Man, if you haven't been a person that's been faithful in your Bible reading, I'm not here with a stone this morning. I'm here to say, hey, from, from, from this point on, let's be people of the Word. Let's be people of God's Word. Lord, we come before you this morning. And Lord, if we've been, uh, you know, just kind of slacking in our Word and reading, Lord, we've been too dependent on preaching and podcasts and and devotions of other people, Lord, forgive us. We do like Josiah this morning. And Lord, we renew our commitment to the Word of God. Lord, this life-giving book that you've given us. And Lord, I pray that you will speak to people this morning. Lord, you will inspire them to learn more about you through God's Word. Lord, I pray over that this morning. 
I pray over that this morning. We commit ourselves as a church body to the word of the Lord. We commit ourselves to that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right. Isaiah 40, would you put that up on the screen? Here's some promises. I got about eight or nine of them, and I want you to claim them. I want you to stand on them this morning. If that's you, know, if that's you. His word doesn't refer, return void. There's a fruit that comes from God's word. So, Lord, your word says today, He gives strength to the weary and increases power of the weak. But those who hope in the Lord, He will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like His eagles. They will run and not grow weary. And they will walk and not faint. And Lord, I pray for those in this congregation today, Lord, who are tired, who are worn out, they are weary. Lord, we stand upon the Word of God. I pray Your Spirit will strengthen them. Lord, You said, come to me all of those who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And Lord, we stand this morning. We stand this morning on the Word of God, Lord, this promise. And I pray, I pray today for the strength of God. Lord, those that are weary, those that are tired, Lord, through Your Word this morning, Lord, this promise this morning, Lord, they'll feel a resurgence in strength over their life. Lord, we pray over that this morning. We give You thanks, Lord. We give You thanks, Lord. Isaiah 43 and 2 says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. And when you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. And the flame will not set you ablaze. So Lord, here's a promise this morning. For those who are in tribulation and trial, those who do not see how they will make it out, Lord, you, you're promising this morning that you are going to be with them. And Lord, when they pass through waters, you've got them this morning. Lord, when they go through fire, they're not going to be burned. Lord, we stand on this promise today for those who feel hopeless this morning. I pray this promise of the Lord, let it take root in their heart. Lord, I pray. I pray. I want to read that again. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned and the flames will not set you ablaze. Can you praise Him this morning? Can you praise Him this morning for that promise? For that promise. Lord Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Lord, this is the promise. This is the promise that we're just not twisting in the wind and running circles. But Lord, before we were born, there was a plan. There was a purpose and a destiny. And for those that are going today, I feel like my life is just spinning out of control. This promise, Lord, will root in their heart that will say, No, I've got a plan for you. I have a design for you. I've got a purpose for you. There is something that you are going to accomplish for my purposes today. I pray over that promise this morning. Some of you need to grab that promise. If you are unsure about what's around the corner, 
God's got a plan. He's got a purpose. He's got a destiny for you this morning. Deuteronomy chapter 31. Let's do another promise here. Do another promise. The Lord Himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. Lord, I pray for those who are walking through fear right now. There's uncertainty in their life. Lord, there is a promise. There is a promise that you are making real to us. There's a promise that you're speaking to us this morning. Not to be afraid. Not to be discouraged when we don't see what we think we should see right before our eyes. This promise is that you'll never leave us. You'll never forsake us. You are walking with us in every part of that. Some of you need to grab that promise. Grab that promise this morning. Grab that promise today. That promise extends. It says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I won't fear evil, for you're with me and your rod and your staff comfort me. Lord, we pray the promise of God this morning. We stand on the promise of God this morning. Can you just worship Him for a moment this morning? Can you praise Him for that promise? Some of you is reminding you this morning. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, worship team, take a moment. Let's praise Him. I'll come back to these in a moment. Thank you, Lord. 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 Let's sing it out. Thank you, Lord. You can do all things. You can do all things. But you never lost the battle. No, you never lost the battle. And I know. Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So Lord, I pray for those that have anxiety this morning. I pray for those that are walking in fear this morning. Lord, those that have no peace, they can't sleep, they are unsettled. Lord, this is a reminder to us that you are in control. It says, don't be anxious about anything. Pray about everything. Lord, as we stand on the promise 
for those that have fear, Lord, those that have no peace, Lord, those that are walking through anxiety today. God, we stand on this promise this morning. Let me give you another one. Luke 11, ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. For everyone that asks receives. The one who seeks finds. The one who knocks, the door will be open. I want you to be bold in your prayer this morning. Okay, that's a promise. What's on your heart? What's on your heart this morning? I'm going to just be quiet for a moment. That promise is up there. Man, I want you to walk through in boldness. I want you to pray this morning. Lord, we seek that before you. We seek that promise before you, Lord. Oh, God. Oh, God. To be bold in our prayer. Lord, to be bold in our prayer. Oh, God. Come on, Robo. Shut up. Come on, Robo. Come on, Robo. Come on, Robo. Come on, Oh, God. Lord, that's your promise. That's your promise. When we're bold and we ask and we seek and we knock. And that's what we do this morning. We ask and we seek and we knock today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I got another promise this morning. I got another promise. If my people who were called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then you will, I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin. And I will heal their land. Can we just stand as a, a group of believers and pray over our nation this morning? Lord, you did not, you, you gave us this promise when we see our nation, Lord, veering from your standards. And Lord, we call upon you this morning. We repent of the, the sin of materialism and secularism and humanism, Lord. And we pray, God, that you will touch this land. We, this is a promise that you gave us this morning and Lord we pray that we will soon hear from heaven would you pray that promise this morning Lord we want to hear from heaven would you pray that promise we want to hear from heaven Lord we, we want you to forgive our sin Lord we want you to heal our land God we stand on that promise we stand on that promise this morning Lord we stand on that promise oh God do something powerful in our nation. Lord, when everything looks desperate, Lord, let there be a revival that comes from the east to the west, to the north and the south. Lord, that it's not the rise of another politician or a political party, but Lord, it's a revival, it's an awakening. We stand on that promise this morning, Lord. We stand on that promise. I want to give you another promise this morning. Acts 16, they believe. They replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you'll be saved. You and your household. Would you pray? Will you stand on that promise? There are people in your household, your family. They're away from God. Their thoughts are not on God. Would you stand on that promise this morning? Would you declare that promise this morning? Would you shout that promise this morning? Lord, we are believing for our household salvation. Lord, those in our families that are away from you. Lord, those that have the seed of God's word in their heart. We're calling in the prodigals. We're calling in the prodigals. Lord, we're standing on this promise. Lord, that you'll save our household. Those that have drifted. Lord, those that have walked away from you. We're calling them back this morning. Standing on God's word. Calling them back this morning. 
Oh, God, save them. Save them. Deliver them. Lord, fill them, God. We pray. We pray. We pray this morning. We stand on that promise today. We stand on that promise today. We stand on that promise today. Household salvation. We stand on that promise. Hey, that promise is to some of you that said, you know, and you're thinking, my family's way too far gone. I'm just telling you, that promise is a reminder to you that there is no one that has gone too far that God cannot save. That's a promise this morning. That's a promise. My last promise this morning. There's so many of them. My last promise. Joel chapter 2. Here's a promise. Afterward, I'll pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. And on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my Spirit in those days. Can we stand on that promise and ask the Lord for a last day outpouring in our midst? God, we stand on this promise today. We pray for the powerful moving of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we pray for an awakening of the church. God, we pray, we pray, Lord, that that wine at the wedding, the last part of that was the best part of that. Lord, we pray in this moment, the best thing you got, you would pour out upon the church. God, we pray, Lord, for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in our midst today. God, we pray that you'll baptize believers. Lord, they'll walk in your gifts. Lord, they'll walk in your strength. They'll walk in your anointing. Oh, God, pour your Spirit out upon us today. God, we rest on that promise today. We rest on that promise today. We rest on that promise today. We rest on that. Is there another promise that you have in your heart? Is there something that you're carrying, a promise? Would you just declare it? Maybe I didn't mention it this morning. Is there a passage that's in your heart? Would you just declare it this morning? Would you just shout it to the Lord, that promise? He said, I'm watching over my word to fulfill my word. My word does not return empty. Lord, we stand on the word of the Lord. We decree the Word of the Lord. Lord, we pray the Word of the Lord. We believe the Word of the Lord this morning. Oh, God, we praise You, Lord. We praise You, Lord. We praise You, Lord. Thank you for listening to the Generations Church Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the message today and pray God's greatest blessings on you. For more information about Generations Church and its ministries, check out our webpage at gctlh.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter.